listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. As you saw in the title, and I posted it on social before we even got here, uh, five things you must do before 2020 comes, and I'm going to deal with that today. Um, but I want to give you a couple of updates first before that takes place. Uh, number one, after the broadcast is on today, we're going to finish a little bit earlier than normal today. Um, I'm going to be going live with my father on his monthly Facebook live broadcast today, which starts at 12 noon uh, on his Facebook page as well as his YouTube channel. And uh, I'll be sharing it as well. Uh, but I'm going to be live with him starting at 12 noon Eastern uh, till about one o'clock PM or as long as, as the Lord leads us to go. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss that. It starts right after this broadcast today. Uh, number two, today is, uh, cyber Monday. And so we have a great, 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 uh, blessing for you guys. And that is this, we've prepared all of our miracle word university courses, uh, at a 50% off discount for today only. A bunch of people have already been jumping on and grabbing that, but any or all of the courses that you want today, you can get them for 50% off by using the code ACCELERATE uh, when you check out. If you'll use the code ACCELERATE, it'll remove 50%. That means you can get um, any of the courses for only $35 today. So you could literally get all three courses that are now available for only $105. The courses are normally $69. Um, and so, uh, you can grab this today, 50% off. So it's an amazing deal. It's not limited by the way to one course. You can get all of them if you want, uh, with that same, uh, discount. So we did that to bless you guys this month of December, uh, and welcome to a new month, by the way, this month of December, I have two, uh, new miracle word, you courses that are going to be going up. And uh, the first one is going to be on faith. We're going to talk about ever-increasing mountain-moving faith uh, is the first course. And then second, which I know a lot, a lot of people have asked about this, and I get questions on this all the time where I travel. Uh, people are always wanting uh, worship and praise uh, piano and keyboard tutorials. And so I'm going to take an entire course. In fact, by the time we're done, it's going to be three different courses uh, in the in the university where we're teaching worship piano and worship keyboard. For those of you that want to go deeper, maybe you don't play at all and you want to get involved with your church, you feel to get involved in worship, uh, you want to go deeper in your gift and playing the piano or the keyboard, that's coming up this month too. We're going to be releasing uh, worship keyboard, the intermediate level. We're also going to do a beginner level and an advanced level by the end. But I thought it would be good to start this month with the kind of the intermediate that I think most people could jump in on and, and start learning. So those two are going to be available starting this month and into the new year. Uh, and I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. Number three, let me say that it's this, now that it's December, we have a brand new mission um, for Miracle Word Kids. So a brand new mission for Miracle Word Kids in December, which is uh, we're going through the book of Luke and what's really cool is we're going all the way up to, to Christmas Eve, the 24th of December. Uh, we're going through the 24 chapters in the book of Luke. Um, and then we've created for you, the team created, uh, an awesome PDF for parents to print out so that every chapter, it's one chapter a day, there is a, a bunch of questions that you can get engaged with with your kids uh, going through the book of Luke for the month of December. And uh, my wife did a phenomenal job putting those questions together. And so you can download the PDF from our website, miraclewordkids.com, miraclewordkids.com. And you can get your kids involved for the month of December leading all the way up to Christmas Eve. And uh, the PDF is already available for you to download. The questions are there to cover. Not too late to get started. Uh, download it today and get involved with your kids. We're doing more and more uh, to bless the children. By the way, um, I got to look at the calendar because I didn't have it right in front of me. But this coming week, um, we're going to be doing a Facebook live party 
uh, for the kids that completed the November challenge and that obviously are involved involved in this uh, Miracle Word Kids uh, missions we're putting out every month. Maddie and Brooklyn are going to be doing a Facebook Live party for your kids where we're going to be doing giveaways on, I think it's this coming Friday, I believe. My wife and them have the details. I should have gotten them, obviously, before I came on the broadcast. Fail. But anyway, <laughs> um, Friday... Uh, and, and you, we'll have all the details up on the, uh, maybe somebody that's watching that's from the team can give me the heads up, but, um, Friday, this coming Friday, I believe it is in the evening, I think around 6 PM. There it is. Tiffany, thank you for saving me on the broadcast Friday, this Friday, 6 PM on, uh, on we're going to go live on Facebook. Uh, and this Miracle Word Kids, lot, there's giveaways, number one. But number two, they're going to be doing a really, really cool unveiling and unboxing for you guys uh, on this coming Friday night at 6 o'clock. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, by the way. Uh, Maddie and Brooklyn have really, really, really cool thing to show you, as well as giveaways for everybody that's been involved. If you've not yet uh, sent your pictures in to us of your kids uh, that have done the Bible reading challenge, please, please, please send them in today. Uh, we're, we want to feature, those of you that are cool with it, we want to feature your kids in the upcoming edition of the magazine, which is going to print very soon, as well as on the Miracle Word Kids website. So please, if you've not yet done so, send the pictures of your kids getting involved in uh, the reading plan from November into us today by the latest, because uh, we, we need to get this stuff in and, and we're going to the print printer very soon. Also, as I mentioned last week, and this is the last update I really want to leave with you, um, is we've got the Miracle Word Kids posters now available. And uh, we've got pictures, uh, Draven, you can throw those up. Um, brand new posters with the confession for your kids that we do every night with our kids. The seven redemptive benefits that, that are found in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 12. Um, we've got the posters available. So there's the white one. And we also did one in like a deep purple. It's like a bluish purple. Uh, I don't know how your screen is showing it, but that's the deep purple one right there. A uh, little bit of a different take on the same thing. Um, and then show my final favorite one. I love this picture of, look at Bella's face. She's so sweet and beautiful. Um, and and that, that's the white one there. So as you can see, compared to the size of a child, um, the posters are about nine inches at the top by 13 inches tall. Uh, if you're looking for a frame for those, it's nine by 13. And those are available today uh, on the uh, online store, shop.miracleword.com. Shop.miracleword.com. Thank you, Draven. And uh, those look great. I'm so happy. So, so happy with those posters. They look phenomenal. Uh, grab some for your kids. They're available to ship right now. They're in the store. And uh, yeah, Letty already ordered hers and signed up for Miracle Word University. Thank you. I know you'll enjoy it. I know you're going to be blessed. Take a minute before we start and, and share the broadcast today. This is going to be, I believe, an important word. I was up early this morning praying for you, as I said, and uh, I, I, I woke, uh, I mean, early is relative. Everybody has their own whatever early is to them. But uh, I was up around 6.30 this morning praying for you, and um, I started to get a word from the Lord as I was praying and studying the word of God, and uh, today's going to be an important setup for 2020. And I truly believe with all of my heart that God's giving us December. He gave us, I believe, September, October, November, December, as he spoke in Washington. He's giving us these months to set us up for the best 2020 we've ever had. And I want to take today to show you uh, five things that you've got to do, got to set in place before 2020 begins. And that's what this broadcast is going to be about today. And so take a minute, if you would, and share it. Very important broadcast. And uh, I'm going to pray, and we're going to jump into the Word of God. And uh, I know you're going to receive something in your spirit, because what these five things will do, and this is why I'm taking a whole broadcast to do this, what these five things will do is prepare you for the best year you've ever had in the kingdom of God. Let me say this before we pray, that no success that you'll ever see in life is random. No success that, you're, that you'll ever experience in life is by chance. Every bit of success is planned, strategized, and purposed. That's how God works. God works with purpose. He works with design. He works with structure. And so you have to understand that if you want to see the blessing of the Lord operating in your life, you have to operate by his purpose, his design, and his structure. 
And so we're taking today to give you these five things. I hope you have a notebook or something ready. Um, and I know there's people that are listening right now, even on the podcast, that uh, you're, 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 you might be doing other things, working around the house, sitting at work, driving in your car, but take a minute and put these things down. And we may even take a chance to put these five things in the description so that it'll help you to take notes as well. But uh, and as, as those of you that are listening, as we put up scripture references, pop them in the comments. Uh, as we put up the points, pop them in the comments. Help those that are watching later uh, on the broadcast after it's archived. But let's pray and then jump into this today because God has a plan to bless you in a massive way uh, in 2020. And this is how we're going to get there. Today's going to be today's going to be a, a, almost like a picture looking through an open window into what God has planned for you in 2020. But let's let's talk about this today. Father, in the in name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, for every person that's watching today, would you, number one, open up the eyes of their understanding? Let them see things in your word, maybe that they've never seen before. I pray that you'd give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray that you'd allow the gift of faith to come alive in our hearts. Lord, we're asking you, put us in position for the greatest year that we've ever had. Do not let us be found in the year of 2020 out of position to receive your blessings and to receive your increase. But Father, let us be found every single day of the year in position to receive your mighty blessings and increase. We thank you, Lord, that promotion only comes from the Lord. It does not come from the east or the west or the south, but promotion comes from the Lord. So Lord, let us be in position to receive that promotion in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it, and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, if you've got your Bible, and if you've already shared the broadcast, I want you to open up with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29. Proverbs 29, and I'm going to read one verse of Scripture, and then we're going to talk about these five things. This verse of Scripture that we're starting with is, by the way, the text for the first and I believe the most important thing that you can do before the year begins. And so if you have your Bible, Proverbs 29 and verse 18, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And I want you to see what the Bible says. Proverbs 29, 18, listen to this very carefully. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. So I, I want to break this down for a moment. Good morning, Miss Judy. The Bible says, without prophetic vision, and I like the way that the English Standard Version says that, because you can read some translations that really just read without vision, but I want you to understand that it's without prophetic vision. And the reason that I say that is because there's people that think, you know, you can just set your own plan for your life. That's not what I'm teaching today. I'm not talking about, you know, set your own plan, come up with your own plan for your life. No, without prophetic vision. What does that mean? It means that we've got to have access to God's plan and God's ways and God's vision for our lives. It's, it's, it, let, me, let me show you this. It's not about, hey, this would be a great idea for me to do. God, bless this idea. No, it's, it, it's the opposite of that. It's Lord, tell me what you want me to do with my life. Tell me what you want me to do as my purpose, as my calling, as my vision. There's a massive difference between saying, hey, this would be a great idea. God, now come and bless my plan. And then saying, God, show me your plan and let me obey what you want me to do. Because when you do it that way, you never have to wonder if God's going to bless what you're doing. Because he's the one that has already given you the instruction to accomplish that task. And when he's given you the instruction to, comp to accomplish that task, when you obey it, God never leads you into a place of decrease or destruction. He always leads you into increase and to in a place that will flourish or create profit. And so you don't ever have to ask God to bless you if you're doing what he's asked you to do because your obedience will be a magnet that draws the blessing of God into your life. And so the Bible says here, without prophetic vision. So number one, get a prophetic vision from God for your life. Put that in the comments. That's number one before 2020 begins. Number one, get a prophetic vision from God for your life. Get a prophetic vision from God for your life. That just means a word from the Lord, a direction, a calling, a purpose. Don't flounder throughout 2020. Do not flounder through the new year. 
That's a waste of your time and your time is too valuable to be wasted. Your life is too valuable to be wasted. Don't do like so many other people do in our generation and just float from year to year with no purpose. Float from year to year with, with no increase. Don't allow yourself to go down that road. Especially, listen, if you're a young person watching me, especially if you're a young person that's been called into the ministry and you feel to go to Bible school, stop listening to what everybody else says and do what the Lord's called you to do. Don't ever allow other people's ideas or opinions about your life govern your life. This is so important that you catch this. Do not ever allow other people's ideas or opinions about your life govern your life. Get a prophetic vision from the Lord for your life, a purpose, a calling, and then pursue it with everything you have. Pursue it with everything you have. Notice, notice what the Bible says here in Proverbs 29, 18. It says, without vision, a prophetic vision, you know, some translations read people perish, but more specifically, it's more than just perish. I want you to see what these newer versions are saying. Without prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. They cast off restraint. And I've explained this before on the broadcast, but it bears repeating. What that means is when you have a vision of what you're called to do, when you've got a vision of what you're called to accomplish, it doesn't just tell you what you can do. It also, it also tells you what you can't do. It doesn't just tell you what you can or should do. It also outlines for you what you should not do. And I've used the example before of professional athletes who, are, who, who have to be on a specific regimen that have to be at a specific weight for their height and their position they play on the team. If you're in the NFL, you can't just choose to be whatever weight you want to be. You have to be the weight that they're asking you to be, that your trainers and the team have asked you to be. It's like when I met that guy in Buffalo that got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he told me that if I go back to training camp and my body is not where they want me to be uh, regarding my weight for my age, height, and position, they'll start to fine me thousands of dollars for every pound that I'm not on the weight above or below it. And that's because when you've got a vision, what's the vision of that, of that athlete? That vision is, I, am, I have been hired to play this position on the team. You know, you're not going to you're not going to conduct your body the same way if you're a running back or a wide receiver as if you're an offensive lineman. You're going you're going to treat your body, not even your caloric intake daily will be the same because your body's got to look much different for the purpose of offensive lineman than for the purpose of running back or wide receiver. And so your vision will not only determine what you should be doing, it'll determine what you shouldn't be doing. And that's why the Bible says without prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. Restraint is necessary. And in fact, if you're watching that, I want you to put that in the comments with me today. Restraint is necessary. Restraint is necessary. It's important to have restraint if you're going to have success. You cannot see godly success without restraint because understand there are things that, let me say it this way. There are many things you could do, but there's only some things you should do. There are many things you could do, but there's only some things you should do. And so it's important to not get involved with the many things you could do and be involved with the things that you should do that are included within your vision, your purpose, and your calling. And it is important to know what those things are. Because, you know, as I said, going back to that same analogy, you know, if the person who was called to be a running back or a, a wide receiver, if they don't understand what their vision is, and they go in and start eating 7,000 calories a day like offensive linemen, their, their body is going to be out of position to fulfill what they were hired to do. And ultimately, they're going to get benched and then fired if they don't follow the regimen of their vision and purpose. And so it's the same with us. We've got to have prophetic vision that puts restraints on what we should do and what we can do. Because if not, what will end up happening is, is that we'll just float through life not actually accomplishing anything. I mean, think about it from that same analogy. Can you imagine how effective a running back would be that weighed 450 pounds? How effective do you think a running back would be that weighed 450? 
How effective do you think a wide receiver would be that weighed 450? Not effective because it's going to limit your speed. It's going to limit your agility. It's going gonna, it's gonna to limit all the things you need to fulfill that purpose. And so you can't just do whatever you want. You have to do what you're called to do. That's why you don't just create a plan for your life and then say, God, come bless it. No, you say, God, show me your prophetic vision for my life. Before 2020 begins, if you're unsure of what you're called to do, if you're unsure of what your purpose should be, you've got to lock that in before 2020 starts. Why? You don't want to spend three months of this year coming searching and trying to find out what you're supposed to be doing. You can launch out on January the 1st, running at full speed with full supernatural momentum, accomplishing what God's called you to do. Don't waste part of your 2020 trying to discover your purpose or God's plan for your life. Take this month of December and get into fasting and prayer and say, Lord, reveal it to me. Show me what you want my 2020 to consist of. Many of, you, many of you already have plans and goals that you emailed us that we prayed for on this Breakthrough Wednesday service before Thanksgiving. And we printed out your prayer requests and we put them on the table. We laid our hands upon them. Many of you, you already have an idea that God's put into your spirit. Many of you already have um, a vision or a purpose. But for those of you that don't, if you don't know what direction you're supposed to be going in 2020, now is the time. Not on January 1st, not when the fast begins, not when everybody's starting to make resolutions. Now, today's what? December the 2nd, if you're watching this live. Now is the time to start searching your spirit and talking to the Lord and saying, God, give me fresh direction for 2020. Fresh direction. I need prophetic vision so that I can run with momentum in 2020. Why is it so important? Why is it so important? Because number one, we need God's vision over our vision. That's what I was trying to say at the very beginning. We've got to have God's vision over our vision. And he has a plan that's specific for every believer's life. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. So understand, yes, that was spoken to Israel in the Old Testament. But I want you to understand this. We've become a part of spiritual Israel in the New Testament. By what Paul called the spirit of adoption, we've been brought into the family of God. And not only did God have a plan for his nation, Israel, he has a, a plan for every one of us in the New Testament church today. What do you think? God would plan specific things for his children under an old covenant and then give us a better covenant established upon better promises and not have a, spec a specific plan for every one of his children today? Of course not. He has a plan that's set for you. He has a plan that is set aside for your life. And it's a good plan. It's a plan to actually bring you into his blessing. It's a plan to increase you. It's a plan to make you impactful for the kingdom of God. And so we need to acquire the vision of God and the plan of God for our lives. Here's why. If you have your Bible, you can look with me at Isaiah 55. I'll read you two verses of scripture, verses eight and nine. Listen to this. The Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Do you realize that's why David said this in the book of Psalms, better is one day in your courts than a thousand days anywhere else. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand. Why did, why did David say that? Because David understood that God has infinite wisdom, infinite resource, infinite ability. So it doesn't matter if you had the smartest financial people in the world get behind you. You know, it doesn't matter who they are and begin to create a plan for your life. It could never match the plan that God has for your life. You could get the wisest people from around the world to try to guide you and create a plan for your future. It would never even come close to equaling the plan God already has laid out for your future. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord when he delights in his way. That means that when we get into the ways of God, that's what we're talking about, number one, 
then the steps that we are walking will already be ordered of the Lord. And so that's what we want. I want to get into the steps God already has planned for me. I want to get into the step. Look what happens. I want to just say it like this. Look what happens when people walk in the steps that God has already ordered for them. Look what happens when people walk in the steps that God's already ordered. If you're just joining us, thank you for jumping on. Share the broadcast. This is a, an important word for your 2020. Look what happens. You know what the Bible says happens? God goes out before them. Look at some of the stories. The Bible says in the, in the Red Sea crossing, God walked through the Red Sea before they ever did, the children of Israel, and the waters had to part for him, and they came across on dry ground that God went with them, the steps of them that were walking around the walls of Jericho, those steps were ordered of the Lord. Look what happened. All the walls fell down. Are you starting to see? When you do what God's asked you to do, when you walk in the steps he's created for you, understand enemies are defeated. Obstacles are moved out of your way. You walk into the blessing of the Lord. You know what's interesting? I'll tell you who's else, who else's steps were ordered of the Lord in the Old Testament. In 2 Chronicles 20, the army of God, that was going out to face three separate armies that had joined forces against them. And the Bible says, Jehoshaphat told them, just begin to praise the Lord as you go out there. And when they obeyed that instruction from the prophet, God went ahead of them and had all of their enemies already dead by the time they arrived in the valley. And all they had to do was collect the spoils of war, the gold, the silver, the clothing, the armor, the weapons, and carry it back to their camp. Notice what happened then. When their steps were ordered of the Lord, it led them directly into increase financially and blessing for the nation. So when your steps are ordered, that's why it's important to get his plan for your life and not your plan. And if you've not done so yet, make sure before the year comes to an end that you've gotten into the presence of God and locked in. What is God's plan for my life? What is God's purpose for my life? Amen. What is God's plan for my life? What is his purpose? Number two, number two is this, create a strategy from God's plan. Create a strategy from God's plan. And the Lord will help you with that. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. But that's number two, create a strategy from God's plan. When God begins to give you your purpose, your calling, your assignment, Create a strategy, a written strategy. Let me add that. Create a written strategy to accomplish God's plan for your life. Listen to what the Bible says. And of course, you know the, the verse of scripture found in Habakkuk chapter two and verse two. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain upon tablets that they may run who read it. Let me read that again. Habakkuk chapter two and verse two. Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that they may run who read it, that they may run who read it. So here's the thing. God wants you to strategize what he's called you to do. He, you know, planning is not a man-made thing. It's a God-made thing. Wise people create plans. And so I'm not telling you to create a plan for your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you to acquire God's plans for your life. And then through the help of the Holy Spirit, strategize how you're going to accomplish the things God's called you to do. You've got to strategize, create a strategy for God's plan, a written strategy. I've added that. Create a written strategy. And the reason I say that is because the Bible says it. Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that they may run who read it, Habakkuk 2.2. The reason that's so important, I heard, I heard one guy say it this way. If you can't clearly define and write out what your strategy is, you don't have a strategy. If you can't clearly write out and define your purpose, you don't have a clear enough understanding of your purpose. I actually heard one guy say it this way, and I thought it was a great uh, practical thing you could put in. He said, if you couldn't, if you can't write your vision or, or your purpose on the back of my business card, then you don't, then you don't clearly enough understand what you're supposed to be doing or what you're called to do. And so write the vision. God said that it wasn't a man-made idea. It's a God-made idea. Write the vision and make it plain. That means to be simply understood. Not it doesn't have to be 75 pages and complex wording and, you know, 
It, I'm not talking about that. Make it simple and plainly understood. Could a 10-year-old understand what you're saying? Make it plain. And, and notice, notice what the Bible says, that they may run who read it. You know, there's people that are watching me on the broadcast or listening to me on the podcast. You're in charge of teams, maybe at your job. Maybe you run a business. Maybe you have your own corporation. Maybe you run a nonprofit. But there are people that listen to me that you have teams that, you, that you're over. If you can't clearly communicate those things to your teams, then you're never going to have functionality in the team. You're never going to have functionality. And if it's not plainly understood, see, that's what the Bible's talking about. Make it plain upon tablets that they may run who read it. I can't run with the vision if I don't understand the vision. I cannot run with a vision that I don't understand. And the problem is many leaders don't clearly enough understand their calling purpose or their vision. So they can't communicate it to those that are, are working with them, their teams. They can't communicate it. You've got to know what it is God called you to do. But after you know what it is God called you to do, you've got to understand that and have the ability to strategize and write that thing out and write it plainly, the Bible says. Why? So that you can run with that vision. Run with it. You know, God doesn't want you to take 20 years to accomplish one thing. Keep that in your spirit. God doesn't want you to take 20 years to accomplish one thing. God moves quickly. He'll, he'll equip you to accomplish things quickly. You'll, you'll, do, you'll do things so quick. God will expedite his work in your life and ministry so that people will look at you and say, man, I don't know how you do so much. I don't know how you accomplish so much. Man, you must never sleep. How do you, how do, you do all that? You know, we have people that say that to us. We have people that say that to us all the time. My wife and I and our team, they was like, how do you guys do all that? Man, you guys are putting stuff out all the time. How, you, what do you guys, cut sleep out? No, it's because if the Lord speaks, he doesn't want us to take 20 years to do one thing. He wants us to be able to quickly move, to quickly move and accomplish what he's called us to do. And he gives us the wisdom to do it. He gives us the resources to do it. He gives us the strength to do it. And he gives us the power to do it. And so the same is true for you. If you don't know what it is you're supposed to be doing, then, then you can't quickly and efficiently do it. But I'm telling you, 2020 is going to be a year for you in Jesus' name where you will quickly carry out what God's called you to do. You heard my prayer for you already. My prayer for you already was this. Lord, in Jesus' name, before June 30th comes to an end, let them quickly carry out all their goals for the year and that let the second half of the year be a time that we have to get fresh revelation, fresh instruction from heaven so that we can keep moving because you'll so quickly accomplish your purpose in our lives. But see, here's the thing. You won't even know if you're accomplishing your purpose if it's not written plainly out. How would you even know if you're accomplished? How would you even be able to track how much you've accomplished if you don't know what you're doing? It's no surprise to me. They did a study in California at a university, Dominican University in California, and they found out with, a, with I think, a study of close to 300 people 300 people, those who wrote their goals down, those who actually wrote them out, were 42% more likely to accomplish their goals than people that didn't write them down. You know why? It's a godly principle. It's a biblical principle. Be able to clearly write out and understand what it is you're planning to accomplish, plainly understood, so that they can run. Your team should be able to run with that. You should be able to run with it. Anybody that's getting on board with what you're doing should be able to see it, understand it, and run with it. It's actionable. It's actionable. And so they found that 42% more likely, the people that wrote their goals down, 42% more likely to accomplish them. If you've not written anything out, if you don't have it you know, in front of your face, start this month. Get your plan from God. Get your purpose from God and begin to write the vision. Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision. This year, I will be completely debt-free. This year, my credit cards will be paid off. This year, you understand, you're writing it down. It's not just a confession of faith and you have a strategy. This year, you know, if your health is in, you know, you're in a place where you're trying to get more fit, or your health is in jeopardy and you're, you, you, know, you have to lose a certain amount of weight. This year, I will lose 100 pounds. 
This year, every day, I will eat 500 less calories than normal. You know, whatever it has to be. But you have a actionable steps to carry out God's plan for your life. Same with your ministry, same with your business, whatever it might be. Clearly written down, easily understood and able to be run with at any moment in time by any person that's on your team or standing with you to accomplish these goals. That's number two. Uh, it, it, it is write out written goals, strategies to accomplish God's purpose in your life. Number three, extremely important as well. Number three is extremely important as well. It is this, set a spiritual growth schedule. Set a spiritual growth schedule. That's number three. Put it in the comments. Set a spiritual growth schedule. Set a spiritual growth schedule. What do I mean by that? You'll only ever be as strong as your fuel. You'll only ever be as strong as your fuel. If you're not fueling yourself, then you're fooling yourself. If you're not fueling yourself, you're fooling yourself. Because people that think that they're going to accomplish that whatever God's called them to do without supernatural fuel are fooling themselves. You will burn out. You'll never have the strength to accomplish what God's called you to do without supernatural fuel. Thank you for sowing a seed, Marissa. Appreciate you. And if you'd like to follow Marissa's uh, example today, at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed before 2020. And I want you to prayerfully consider what God's planning for your finances in this new year and release a seed of faith. Well, I'm going to talk about that. But set a spiritual growth schedule. That's number three. And I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down in the comments section. If I'm not fueling myself, I'm fooling myself. If I'm not fueling myself, I'm fooling myself. It's so important to get that revelation because there's people that think they can coast through their Christian life without accessing new strength daily and continue to walk in victory. And it'll never, ever work. The amount of spiritual strength that you have determines the battles that you'll win. The amount of spiritual strength that you have determines the battles that you're that you will win. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. The amount of spiritual strength that you have or that you acquire. Why? Because you've got to have a supernatural strength in order to win supernatural battles. That's why Paul encouraged the church in Ephesus to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The reason he had to say that is because it's possible for a Holy Ghost Christian to be weak in the Lord, to be weak in the Lord. That's why the Bible says that uh, in the book of Proverbs, that if you, um, number one, Proverbs 21, 16, if you wander from the way of understanding or good sense, you will rest in the assembly of the dead. So the moment that you leave the way of understanding, the moment you stop fueling yourself, with supernatural strength, you'll rest in the assembly of the dead, the Bible says. You'll find yourself in a place where you're not winning battles, that you are literally not strong in the Lord. It's possible for a Holy Ghost-filled believer to not be strong in the Lord. That's why Paul encouraged them, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You've got to take steps to be strong in the Lord. The Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is too small. Listen to that. Proverbs 24:10. If you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is too small. So you can have small strength or you can have large strength and win every battle by the power of God, but not without spiritual fuel. And if you're not fueling yourself, you're fooling yourself. So you have to ask yourself a few questions and I want you to write these down. I want you to write these down wherever you're watching me from today. And keep them in front of your eyes. And December should set a, new, set a new standard and pace for you. Ask yourself these questions. What is my plan to read the word of God daily? 
That's your first question. What is my plan to read the word of God on a daily basis? What is it? What is it? If, if you need help with that, we're here to help you. We, we actually created a Miracle Word Bible reading plan that's available for any person that wants it. In our Miracle Word app, we have Bible, I believe our Bible reading plan is already in the app in the Bible section. So we've already created a one month Bible reading plan. I mean, there's all kinds you can get involved with, but you have to make up your mind. What is my plan to read the word of God on a daily basis? Not monthly, not annually. You need to, you need to make your plans go day by day. What is my plan today to read God's word? And the reason I say this is, is for this reason. If you don't make a plan to accomplish this, to accomplish this, if you don't make it a priority, it will never happen. If you think that you're going to just find free time somewhere to make it happen, it'll never happen. It will never happen. It'll just get brushed to the side for things that are quote unquote more important. But there's no nothing more important than filling yourself with spiritual fuel. So number one, ask yourself, what is my plan to read the word daily? What is This is under the spiritual growth schedule, which is number three, the third thing you need to do before 2020. Set a spiritual growth schedule. What is my plan to read the word daily? Number two, what is my plan to pray daily? How long am I going to pray? When am I going to pray? What am I going to pray? You know, these, these things have to be answered. And that's why in the app that we have, the Miracle Word app, we provide all the prayer points for you so that we actually help you get on your schedule of what it is that you're going to pray. We help you with biblical prayer points that will set you on a course to pray for an extended period of time. When am I going to pray today? What am I going to pray today? You know, how long am I going to pray today? Those things have to be answered. What's my plan to pray today? Number three, what's my plan to praise God today? How am I going to praise God? And, it, you know, it's not just something that happens at church. It's not something that happens during the music or praise and worship. It's something that has to be daily done. How? And I, it's my recommendation to you that you spend time in prayer and praise together. I, I always do, and you can put this in the comments if you want. It sounds corny. I, I always do what I call a praise sandwich. And I look at praise and thanksgiving as the two pieces of bread that you would put around a sandwich. If prayer is going to be whatever's in the sandwich, then prayer and praise, or then praise and thanksgiving should be the two pieces of bread on top and bottom. Meaning, you should start your prayer time with praise and thanksgiving, and you should end your prayer time with praise and thanksgiving. I'm telling you, that that's the biblical principle, is that start your prayer time with praise and thanksgiving, and finish your prayer time with praise and thanksgiving. And it should always be done together. Because we really, before we ever ask God to do anything for us, before any of that, first of all, we've got to come into his gates with thanksgiving and then into his courts with praise. That's his system. That's God's system. So what's my plan to praise God today? Um, number, number, number four is this. Um, what is my plan? You know, you have to make a priority for your family. What's going to be my plan for, for faithfulness to the house of God, church, attending church? What's going to be my, you know, am I going to allow myself to drift through church attendance in 2020? Am I going to be one of those Christians in 2020 that goes to church one Sunday out of the four, like the statistics say, that the average Christian attends one out of four Sundays a month, which is why Easter is the largest Sunday and the Sunday after Easter is the smallest Sunday of the year. Why? Because all the Christians came on Easter and then none of them came back Sunday morning. Am I going to be one of those Christians that's literally so unfaithful to the house of God that I only go one, or am I going to make a priority? When those doors are open, I'm in church. It doesn't matter if it's a nice day out. doesn't matter if it's rainy out. doesn't matter if it's snowing out. I go to the house of God when it's God's day. As soon as the doors are open, I am there. I don't take time off of church. I don't need a vacation from church. When I'm on vacation with my family, I still go to church on Sunday. I said, well, you know, we're on vacation. We also need a vacation from the house of God. No, I need to be in the house of God. We don't take, my wife and I and my kids, we don't take vacations from church when we're on vacation. We find a church in the area where we are vacationing and we attend it. Don't be a Christian in 2020 that teaches your kids that church isn't important. 
Don't be a Christian in 2020 that, that has wishy-washy church attendance. How, based on how you feel or what the day is like, well, it's nice out. We're going to go to the lake today, actually. No, go to church first. Put God first and he'll put you first. Put God first and he'll put you first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What things? Things that other people are dying to get their hands on. Other things that people are working three jobs to get. They'll just be added to you when you prioritize, prioritize God and his principles. Covenant details. Put him first. Don't be wishy-washy. And then finally, what's my sewing going to look like? What's my sewing going to look like in 2020? Better not look like 2019, not for me. Not for me and my wife. I can't let my sewing in 2020 look like 2019 sewing. God's blessed us too much. He's increased us too much. I can't stay at the same level. And I'm believing for more. If Jesus tarries, 2021 is going to blow 2020 away. So what am I doing? Setting myself up for 2021 with my 2020 sewing, and it'll not look like 2019 sewing. 2019 sewing was great, best we've ever done, but it's not going to look the same in 2020. I'm increasing. Why? Because God's increasing me. His plan is to keep increasing me, and so I'm going to keep on increasing with my giving. Those need to be your plans. Set a spiritual growth schedule, and without fuel, you'll not accomplish your purpose. If you're not fueling yourself, you're fooling yourself. So number three, the third thing you need to do before 2020, set a spiritual growth schedule and be faithful to it. Do you realize in the month of January, I think it's like around the 18th or the 12th, something like that, it was coined by social media, uh, uh, social networks, Quitter's Day, because people set, people set um, New Year's resolutions and then they were finding through these social media apps that were for um, uh, workout plans, people had quit their resolutions by like between the 12th and 18th of January. It didn't even take a month, not even three weeks. And people were already quitting on their, on their resolutions. Don't be that person. Stay faithful throughout your life. Stay filling yourself with dynamic spiritual fuel and you'll never stop increasing. You'll never stop growing strong in the Lord and you'll never stop winning battles. So number three, third thing you need to do before 2020 is set a spiritual growth schedule. Number four, the fourth thing you must do before 2020 hits. This one might seem a little bit more difficult. It's not. Rip it like a band-aid. But number four is phase out Old habits, systems, and environments. Phase out old habits, systems, and environments. Anything, listen, this is so important, get this. Anything that's filling your life that is holding you back from point number one, God's purpose and vision for your life, has got to be removed from your life. Anything in your life that is holding you back from fulfilling God's purpose for your life, that's point number one, his vision, his prophetic purpose. Anything holding you back has to be removed from your life before we even jump into this, before we cross over. Number four, phase out old habits, systems, and environments from your life. Phase them out completely. What do I mean by that? There might be things you do right now that are habits. They're daily basis things that you just do because you've always done them. But by doing them, as I said before, you know, people that don't have vision, they cast off restraint. They just do whatever they want. You can't live like that and accomplish your purpose. So old habits that are hanging on to you, remove them from your life before 2020. The Holy Ghost will help you. Maybe there's people watching me, literally, and I'll pray at the end of this broadcast, but there's people watching me that you, you're saved, you're on your way to heaven, you go to church, you pay your tithes, you're, I mean, you're serving the Lord, but you just can't seem to quit these things. You're still smoking a pack a day. You're still, you know, rubbing snuff. You're still, you know, all whatever it might be. And you can't seem to get free. There's a lot of people watching me. You don't even want to be bound by that stuff anymore. You know it's wrong. You know it's destroying you, but you can't seem to get free. I'm going to pray a prayer of deliverance at the end of this broadcast and ask God to set you free. Old habits. Don't, listen, I said this this last week in the revival. Don't cross over into a new year with old issues. Do not cross over into a new year with old issues. In Jesus' name, God is setting you free. Old habits. You know, they always say like, old habits die hard. No, 
not, that's not going to be our confession. Our confession will be old habits die quickly in Jesus' name. I want you to put that in the comments, those of you that are watching. Old habits die quickly. Old habits die quickly in Jesus' name. Old habits die quickly. What's the second thing? Old systems. Old systems. That's the old way of doing things. The old way of doing things. The way you always had it set up before in the past. Well, you know, we've always done it this way. Well, quit doing it that way. It's holding you back from increase. You know what? We've never had a family that really was able to tithe ever. Well, be the first in your family to start tithing. That's an old system. Our family never tithes. We've never tithed. We've never had the money to tithe. And you never will if you don't do it. Destroy that old system before you uh, cross over into a new year. Destroy it. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we will be a tithing family. We will be a faithful family. Old habits die quickly in Jesus' name. Thank you for writing it in. Old habits die quickly in Jesus' name. Old systems die quickly. Well, we've never had that. We've never done that. Start doing it. All those old systems that the devil wants you to stay in, let them die before you cross over into a new year. Well, you, brother, we've just never had the uh, ability to be a tither or a giver. We've never, you know, our family's never, we've never had anybody graduate from college. Th those things are dying. You're stepping into a new season. You're setting a new precedent for your family. And the old is dying and passing away. And the new is getting ready to take place for you in Jesus' name. And then finally, not just old habits and not just old uh, systems, but let me, let me talk about old environments. You can't do and hang with the same people and do the same stuff that you used to do and expect to grow. You know, it's crazy. They say that, you know, you, you become the average of the five people you hang around the most. You become the average of the five people you hang around the most. <laughs> Bad uh, company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts. If you don't want to look like that anymore, Stop hanging with those people. Stop being in those environments. You know, God's got a larger plan for your life than to be somebody that's just like everybody else. God wants to lift you head and shoulders above the rest. And there's people that could care less. And, and people are watching me. You know what I'm talking about. There's people you know that could care less about honoring the commands of God, honoring the word of God. They don't care that you go to church. They keep sleeping with their boyfriend and girlfriend. They keep getting drunk on the weekends after work, whatever. They could care less. There's people that do that and still call themselves a Christian. You know, you know, the Lord knows, the Lord knows, you know, and he, he understands my heart, where my heart's at. They don't care about honoring the commands of God. They don't care about honoring what God considers to be important. So let old environments die. Don't become the average of the five people you hang around the most and then those five people be deadbeat losers and you be frustrated with your family. I don't know why. I don't understand why. I don't understand why my family is never, never does better. We just can't seem to catch a break. Check out your environments. Check out where you allow yourself to hang out. Check out who you allow yourself to hang out with and let those things come to an end. Doesn't mean you don't stop praying for their salvation or their deliverance or their turnaround, but I'm not spending all my time with people who have zero desire to obey the word of God and the commands of God. I've got zero desire for that. And it'll affect you. Not everybody's called where you're called to go. Not everybody is called to go where you're called to go. I heard T.D. Jakes preach a message one time about Abraham, who was taking his son Isaac to the top of the mountain um, uh, to sacrifice Isaac. And uh, it made me laugh because, you know, he always read from the King James Version. And he said, when he got to that place where they found the mountain where God wanted to sacrifice, Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham turned to his servant and said, the boy and I are going yonder to worship. You stay here with the asses. And he actually preached the message that there, there's people that aren't called to go onto the mountain where you're called to go. And he said, you might need to let a few people know you can stay with the asses if you want to, but I'm going on top of the mountain. And I agree with that. You've got to understand that there's people that don't care about pleasing God. And you can't let tradition, well, they've been my friend forever. They've been my friend since high school. They've been my friend since I was a little kid. So what? They're going to lead you into a path of death if you don't let go. And, and the problem is we care more about tradition or people's feelings than we do about allowing our families to be destroyed. And you can't be that person. Let old environments die in Jesus' name. Let old habits die. 
Let old systems die. Let old environments die before we hit the new year in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Some people will never excel because they're unwilling to part with the old way. Some people will never excel because they're unwilling to, to part with the old way of doing things. You know, you've been redeemed, so start walking as a redeemed person. You've got a redeemer. Stop talking like an unredeemed person. You're not going to have to, you're not called to go through the same issues the world's called to go through. That's not your story, nor is it your portion. Don't expect to have the same problems that everybody else has in our generation. Don't expect your kids to fall away from God and act crazy like everyone else's kids. Don't expect your kids to go through you know, all these problems and issues. Don't expect the sickness that's sweeping through the nation to come into your house. Don't expect those things, nor do you receive them, nor do you confess them. You're redeemed. You're different. Let the old environments die. Some people never excel because they are never willing to part with the old way. And then finally, let me say this, number five, and this is so vital and so important that Carolyn and I do this every single year, and that is that you've got to be willing to sow large seed before your year begins. Do you realize every year, Carolyn and I make it a point to sow a large expectant seed at the end of our year to set ourselves up for quick harvests in the new year. I'm not saying this. Now catch what I'm saying. I'm not saying this in the way that, uh, you know, people try to use it. You know, we're, it's the Feast of Tabernacles. We're up, or it's, we're right now in the Feast of, it's a very prophetic season. You got to get your seed in the ground during this Feast of Tabernacles, or you're not going to have a Feast of Tabernacles harvest coming. I'm not talking about that. God will bless you whenever you sow. He'll bless you whenever you're obedient to his word. But what we do by faith and expectancy is we say, Lord, we're expecting 2020 to be a dynamic year of violent harvest and expedited increase by the power of your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, now, as we sow this large seed, it's not a, it's not a minuscule seed. It's one of the largest seeds that we'll sow throughout the entire year, setting ourselves up for the new year. A seed of faith that says, God, we are stepping out believing that 2020 will be such a year of violent favor and expedited increase that people will clearly see that the hand of God is upon our life, that nobody could have made this happen for us, that this is not coincidental. This is the hand of God that's on our lives. And the hand of God's gonna be on your life. But that's why you have to make a decision, number five, before 2020 ever begins. See, remember, it's seed time and harvest. And so I don't want my harvests to wait. That's why I don't want my seed to wait. I want my seed already in the ground producing before I ever cross over into a new year so that when I jump into 2020, I've already got seeds coming back to me starting from the first day, starting from the very first day. It's important. And see, here's the thing that many people never get is that God can't keep increasing you and then you get to a place, and let me, let me explain to you why some Christians plateau to a place where they're blessed and it's the furthest they can ever go, is because they get to a place of blessing, but they never then increase their seed to the place of blessing that God wants to take them. And so they keep giving the same thing, and as a result, they just continually receive the same thing, and they just plateau on the same level. And so I'm challenging you guys today. I'm challenging you before 2020 ever begins to sow a seed of faith that will move you in to what God has planned in 2020. What is planned? Violent increase, expedited harvests. Violent increase, expedited harvest. You think about like an avalanche, what that looks like. It's different than when a few pieces of snow fall off the edge of a cliff. When an avalanche happens, the violence of that force coming down the mountain. That's what I'm talking about. Violent increase. The Bible says that goodness and mercy, these things will overtake you. The blessings of God will overtake you. I'm expecting 2020 to be a year of violent increase where it overtakes me in such a dimension that like before I can get done praising God for one harvest, another one hits us full force. And before I can get done dancing and shouting over that one, another one hits us full force until we are underneath the ocean of heaven's blessing. 
trying to see the way to the top. I'm telling you, that's what, what, what the plan is for God uh, to do in your life in 2020. So I want to encourage you, those of you that are watching, to take a step of faith today on December the 2nd, as we start this new week in a new month, that before 2020 ever arrives, that you sow a large seed by faith, believing God, violent increase, expedited harvests. Violent increase, expedited harvest. There's many ways you can do it. Here on Periscope or Facebook, you can put hashtag donate in the comments. Got to use the hashtag symbol, uh, Brit, uh, to sow your seed. Hashtag donate in the amount you'd like to give. Or you can go to miracleword.com and sow right on the site. If you're using Cash App, it's MWGive. MWGive. And we're going to be a blessing to those of you that are sowing in this month of December. Every one of you that are sowing, we love you and appreciate you. Take a step of faith. And I'm going to pray right now that the Lord will speak to you. Because just like point number one, we have got to have an instruction from the Lord. Something that takes faith takes an instruction. So let's pray. And as we pray this prayer, I'm also going to pray a prayer of deliverance for every person, as I said I would, that's battling old habits that can't seem to let go. I'm going to pray that deliverance comes quickly into your house in Jesus' name. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's been battling habits that they can't seem to get free from. From this day forward, in Jesus' name, I pray every chain break by the power of God. Every habit come to an end quickly and miraculously in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray in Jesus' name that you would set the captives free, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Let 2020 be a year of freedom and increase for your children. Now, for every person that's watching, Lord, I ask you now to give them an instruction from heaven as to what they should sow before this new year even begins and let the increase of God quickly come to their lives. Father, don't even let them wait until they cross over to 2020, but begin to uh, wash over them with the force of heaven's blessing. In Jesus' name, let it continue throughout their year and let others clearly see the hand of God upon their life ministry and business and family in Jesus name. We thank you and we give you glory and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Now for every person you receive that, you're believing for that increase, take a minute right now and sow a seed by faith before this broadcast comes to an end. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you there's links in the description you can click on to give now. You can go to the website miracleword.com, you can go to Cash App, MWGive you can use PayPal. The email is info at miracleword.com. Or in Periscope or Facebook, use hashtag donate. And you can do it right in the comments section. But I'm encouraging you right now, sow a seed of faith. Why? Because I'm believing that this is going to be a year for you of never-ending increase. Every month will be greater than the last month. If you thought January was great, February will blow your mind. And you'll think, man, that's, that's amazing what God did. And then March will go beyond that. And April will, will I mean, it, it'll be never ending to the end of the year. That's what I'm believing for. Never ending increase. And it's going to come quickly to you in Jesus name. Hallelujah. This is going to be, yeah, if you'd like to give by check, Bonnie, thank you for reminding me. You can send and mail a check to our office. P.O. Box 65116, Virginia Beach, Virginia. 23467. It's on the website at the bottom on the footer of the website, miracleword.com. That address is there on the site. You can get it. If you'd like to mail an offering, thank you to every person that's partnering with us. And we want to say a special thanks to every person that is partnering at $85 minimum a month or $1,000 a year or more. Thank you. We love you. And we are praying for you every single day, believing God for your family and your increase. And we're going to see the greatest things come to pass that we've ever seen in 2020. The doors are already open. Now we're running through by the power of God and it's gonna be supernatural. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Thank you for sewing, Leslie. Thank you, Britt. Thank you for all of you. PayPal, Leslie, is the email for PayPal is info at miracleword.com. Info at miracleword.com. When I get back uh, to the studio in Florida on Wednesday morning, I'll be able to show you the overlays on the bottom of the screen again, so it'll be easier for people to see. I've just had to say them all. Thank you, Samson. I love every one of you. Don't forget, after this broadcast comes to an end, at 12 noon, I'm going to be with my father on this 
monthly Facebook broadcast on his page, Ted Shuttlesworth Faith Alive, and we'll share it on our page as well, but it'll be on his YouTube channel and as well as his Facebook page. And uh, I'm going to be going live with my father at 12 noon in 15 minutes for this monthly Facebook uh, live. You're not going to want to miss it. My father and I will be together uh, from about 12 till after one or a little bit after one. You're not going to want to miss that broadcast. If you didn't get a chance to do so yet, share this broadcast. And don't forget all the things we have for you. Miracle Word University Cyber Monday Sale. 50% off any or all of the courses you want. It's only $35 a class today only. Today only. Goes back to normal pricing tomorrow. Uh, Miracle Word Kids, new mission for December. Go to MiracleWordKids.com and grab your poster from shop.miracleword.com for the, the kids' posters. I love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging with me today. I'll be back again tomorrow right here, 10.30 a.m., and I've got a word for you. It's going to be a great week. I love you guys so much. Thanks for spending time with me today. Have a blessed Monday, and I'll see you on the next broadcast in about 15 minutes. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.